Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into the importance of mindset when it comes to building a career that you love. My guest today is Anna Lambert, who is the East Coast Extension Queen and a huge advocate of mindset work and manifestation in relation to building a business that works with your life. Anna has been a hair extensionist for over 20 years and has been able to take her career to a place where she now works just six days behind the chair every couple of months, which is allowing her to live in a new city, spend time with her daughter, and pursue a career in education that never would have been possible had she not dared to think outside the box. And that is a big central theme in today's episode. We are going to talk about how Anna channeled her inner woo-woo hairstylist, which is the name of her education business now, and was able to create a life and business that fulfills her and allows her to pursue her dreams and have that life filled with passion and joy. I love this conversation. Anna is so inspiring, and I know you're going to love it too. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thanks, Jody. I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. Really excited to dive into your knowledge of extensions and your journey and, you know, the importance of believing in yourself and how you really turned your career around. Before we get started, if you just want to introduce yourself to my listeners, let us know a little bit of your backstory, how you got into the industry, all the things. Yeah. So my name is Anna Lambert and I am a many things, but I am a hair extension educator and coach for hairstylists who want to grow and build their extension clientele and business. I will first say that I have been doing extensions for, I want to say it's been definitely over two decades because now we're going into 2023 and I became certified in 2000. So many years of doing extensions. I was actually an administrative assistant before getting into the beauty industry. So that's how I started my career. And then I very quickly came to realize how boring that industry was, the financial industry. And I decided to take the leap, leave my 401k and all the benefits and all the things that come with having a corporate job and go to school at night and get my cosmetology license. So It was definitely a transition of working during the day, going to school at night. And then along the way, I worked on Saturdays at a hair replacement center that only focused on 
hair replacement extensions and wigs and hair pieces. So what pulled you into the beauty industry? Being in a totally different sector before, what was the thing that pulled you into cosmetology to begin with? Yeah. So a couple of things come up for me. One of them is I've always been into hair and makeup. Right. I also, at the time, was living with my roommate who was a Wella educator. So she was a hairstylist. She went right into the industry straight out of high school. And at the time, we were living with each other. During that time, I remember we, and this is kind of like what opened me up to extensions, we went to a wedding. And it was her and I, and there was this girl, and she had this long, curly, gorgeous hair. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, Danielle, who is that? Like, her hair is gorgeous. She's like, yeah, she has hair extensions. And I was like, okay, you need to find out who she's going to, like, who does her hair, because I want to go. I had personally suffered, not suffered, it was just genetics. I have fine hair. My mom has fine hair. My grandmother has fine hair. So I've always been, I remember being in high school and seeing all the girls with this thick, beautiful hair and just really saying to myself, oh God, I wish I had that hair. And so that started with me getting extensions, became totally obsessed with it (laughs) (laughs) and probably had every kind of hair extension you could think of. I had people give me things I didn't need. I tried everything, wefts, wigs, units. I mean, you name it, I tried it. It was such a journey. And I remember just when I was in corporate working crazy, ridiculous hours, I was totally burnt out and I wasn't happy. And something inside me said, you know, you've, you see what your girlfriend does. You're always into hair and makeup. You know what? I'm going to go for it. So I did. I ended up going to cosmetology school. And like I said, as I was going through the hair extension journey, I remember going to this hair replacement center and asking the man there, the owner, his name was Joe. Mm -hmm. I said, Joe, I said, I want to get hair extensions. At the time, it was keratin. They were not well known at all whatsoever. And this was a time where no one wanted anybody to know that they were getting extensions. I'm going back in 2000. We would have women call and say, hey, is anyone in the waiting room? Because I don't want anyone to know I'm coming in. Wow. And there were two small rooms, so kind of like suites. Right. So picture there was a waiting room and there were two rooms, one for women, one for men. And right. you would go in this room and it would be the same setup as a, as a suite yeah. so that there was privacy as you were working on these people. Right. So and fun fact, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever said this before or told you this before, but I actually got a second job in a hair replacement place when I first moved out on my own when I was like 18 years old. So I was working behind the chair full time, but I actually worked part time, not for very long at a clinic as well. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my God. That is so funny, Jody. I had no idea. Yeah, it's not... It's something I forget about all the time, actually, because it was such a short part because I, after like the two jobs thing got to me sooner rather than later and I was thriving in the salon. So, but yeah, it's, that's so funny that that's where your journey started as well. And you and I have been, you know, known each other and been working together for a while now. And it's funny that it's just coming up today. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm telling you, listen, I've said it time and time again, people cross your path and it's for a, a, a purpose and a reason. 
Absolutely. Good or bad. And for you, it's been lovely and all good. <laughs> and so here we are. That is hilarious. I literally worked at this replacement center for two years and I was making $10 an hour. And at the time, extensions in that facility, they would run about $3,500. And right. I'll never forget, there was a woman by the name of Lisa. Lisa, if you're hearing this, shout out to you. She was in the business for many years before me. And she said, honey, she goes, wait, how much are you making? And I'm like, well, $10 an hour. You know, again, new, naive, didn't know. You walk into that room and you tell him that is not okay. You know, he's like $10 an hour. And I felt so like, like shit, really. Yeah, you know? yeah totally. God, like I'm being taken advantage of. But let me tell you, when I look back, I say, you know what, Anne? You got a lot of education. You got a lot of hands-on practice. You were in it and yes. it served you. Yeah, it sucked, but you learned. You learned not to be taken advantage of from that lesson. Absolutely. And I think it, you appreciate so much, like looking back at some of the work experiences, I think that we can all say this once we've been in any industry for a while, some of it, it's like, oh no, that was really bad in all the ways. But I think you can take a lesson and, you know, it really shows you there is no, there is no light without the dark, right? If, you, yeah. if you've had these experiences, I think it teaches you a lot and it allows you to be grateful and be really excited and lit up by the things that go really well. So there's always that little bit of yin and yang, right? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the things I, I say is, and I could say this now because I was in the struggle hustle mode. And like right. you said, when you're younger, you have all this energy. And for me, it was a combination of energy. It was survival mode. Right. And it was go, go, go. And then it was my upbringing as to work right. hard, work hard, work hard, work hard. So my father, you know, came from Dominican Republic at 17 years old. And I was raised to you work hard, you save money. You work hard, you save money. Right. I, I hardly ever saw him because he was working all the right. time. <clears throat> now we're we're in a day and age and I absolutely love the time that we're in because, yeah, like there are going to be moments in your business where absolutely you, you got to put the work in especially totally. if you want to grow a clientele or, you know, grow your business to the next level. It yeah. will take that hard work. Yeah. However, now there are people out there, there's education, there's coaches that have learned how to get there quicker and you yes. can learn from them. And, you know, it brings me to along my journey of doing extensions for all these years. It's like now I'm in a place where, I'm going to hire people to get to my next level quicker. So with you, Jody, you know, I, I hired you as a coach because for the second time around, by the way, <laughs> because you're absolutely so good at what you do, but I am ready for my next steps. So yeah. in regards to where I am right now with my one-on-one -on -one coaching program and the course that I'm, I'm building out, right. but back to, you know, my journey from that point, working at the hair replacement center. I then decided to go off on my own. And I was like, okay, I'm done, ready to go off on my own. Yeah. And so I worked three days a week at a salon and then I freelanced at a salon in New York City. I freelanced at this Russian salon in Brooklyn, New York. And it, it was like, I worked in Connecticut, in Long Island. I had clients wow. all over the place. Yeah. And I kind of took my father's advice of working hard and ran with it. But yeah. to the point that 
it got to a place, I was in a place where I was working seven days a week. And I'll never forget. I mean, this is like, like being a mad person, I kind of think, but really, although I was doing well financially in my mind, I, my mindset was survival, not enough, all those limiting beliefs that I had no idea about until later in life. And because of that, working all those hours and all those days, it definitely affected my relationship with my boyfriend at the time. Later in my life, when my my daughter was born, it was still there and my family. So I think that knowing what I know now, we are in a beautiful time. You know, we're in a beautiful time that there's so much education out there. And, yeah. and to know that you could have all the education and strategy yeah. under, in your tool belt, you could have all that. But if your energy and your mindset isn't aligned with it, it's like you say, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said in that like survival mode, you can't get into thrive mode while you're still in that area without a lot of really, really deep work, obviously. But I think that's a really important point that you made there. So I know that your situation now is vastly different than with the start of your career. So can you talk a little bit about where you are now? And then I want to get into like, how did you get there? So let's talk a little bit about your current career. And you're still doing extensions. You're still working behind the chair. What does that look like for you now? Yeah. So it's been a progression over the years, but right now I have been able to create a very profitable extension business where I do work. It was 10 days, but I even reduced it to now six days every couple of months. So that's where I've been from working seven days a week, ridiculous, stupid hours to now creating this lifestyle that I have where I get to, you know, have that kind of schedule. And a lot of people will ask me, they'll say, you know, Anna, how'd you do it? And I just went all in. And I believe it is possible for anybody. It's possible for everyone. It's just, we're so scared. And they're like, but how, like, how did you say, okay, well, I'm going to be available for, you know, every two months, I'll see you. I didn't know how that was going to unfold. And really, I was kind of thrown into it. So I lived in New Jersey. I've been, I now live in Pittsburgh. I've been here for about seven years. It's going to go on seven years. And I remember working at the salon that I was working at and giving my, you know, my notice of, hey, you know, by the way, I'm going to be moving. And I remember my my boss at the time was like, Anna, they're, they're like, wait, where are you moving to? You're telling me what? You know, and I, she's like, okay, how? She's like, could you come back every month? And I'm like, well, I'm not, because she thought I was moving to Philadelphia. I'm like, well, I'm not moving three hours out. I am six hours out. Right. Okay? Up if I stopped for a bathroom run and gas, you know? So, and I was like, so I'm like, and I have a family. I said, so I can't come every month. I said, but I'll try that every two months. And so I did that. And here we are going on seven years later, still full, still booked, still, you know, creating this lifestyle that 
I wake up every day full of gratitude in my heart. I don't mean to sound corny, but it's true. There's never a day that goes that that's missed that I don't thank the heavens from above for what I have created. And so because it works, I know anybody could do this for themselves. It's you know fear that gets in the way and thinking that it's not possible. And that's exactly what I was thinking as you were saying that. It's like really what it was and a big part of it. I know that there's obviously more to it, but you know, I think sometimes it's just audacity, you know, it's just being willing to think outside the box because so often like when we hold ourselves back, a lot of it's looking for what could go wrong. There's always a lot of well-meaning advice, right? Which is really just people who are unwilling to look outside of their own comfort zones. I see this in the education space. I see this in the families, like all the time. It's sometimes it's like you're unable to look outside of your own frame of reference. And it's not a fault thing. It's just the truth. So, you know, as humans, I think sometimes the the default is to look for what can go wrong. And what you did is think, well, what if that could work? Like, maybe let's give it a shot and see what happens. Like, let's try it. And it worked for you. And now you're able to live, you know, in a different city with your beautiful family and you're working six days every two months, making a great living. I think that is really impressive and never would have happened if you wouldn't have been able to open your mind. Because you just as easily could have said, you know what? No, I'm just going to get a job in my new city and in Pittsburgh and that's it. And it would have closed the door on what's possible for you now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always future pacing, but also being in the present moment. I mean, that has been like so much of the work that I do is just slowing it down and being in the now. But I did say, okay, I'm going to do this every two months, but have your backup plan. And the beauty about what we do is we could take our skill anywhere. And I just said to myself, I'll survive wherever. And I did, you know, look, I was already Googling salons in Pittsburgh. And I even spoke to a salon owner on a salon that I was looking at. And, you know, just to have that backup plan, just in case. And I think with what we do, we could take it anywhere in the world. We could take it anywhere. And, And so, yeah, okay, I have the six days every couple of months, but... I've also thought about this, and and I'm sure hairstylists could relate to this, is I was, I was like, I would toy with the idea of, okay, if you were to go move back to Jersey, you know, because all my family's there and all my friends I grew up with are there, would you still keep your schedule the way it is? Yeah. And I'm like, what would that look like? Because you would be closer, right? And honestly, I would be like, well, yeah, I would be able to still keep it the way it is. Maybe I would do it once a month. Right. And it works because it is hair extensions, because with how I have it set up, people can see me every eight weeks, every seven weeks. Yeah. It's not I like haircuts it. where they may come in a little sooner. But yeah. if if a hairstylist or whoever may be listening to this, you, you want to work three days a week. I, I always think that's like the sweet spot. Three yeah. days a week. You can do it. Totally. And And it's just a reminder to think about like, what do you 
want, right? Like not what's commonly accepted or the preconceived notion. Sometimes it's just having the audacity to think outside the box that makes all the difference. That is part of it. And then the word that's been coming up for me a lot, because people are like, hustle culture is bad and I don't subscribe to the hustle. And I'm like, but there is something you need. It's not about hustling always, but the word that I keep coming back to is grit. It's like, that determination. So yes, like we discussed, there's going to be parts and times in building any business where you've got to put the work in, right? I don't think it's sustainable. And so I think you should always shoot for those sustainable business practices. But I think that grit and determination and like, I'm going to make this work. I'll be fine because I'm going to make it work. And that kind of attitude, I can see in a lot of the really successful and and fulfilled stylists that I work with as well. I think that's a big part of it. And then the ability to pivot and think outside the box. I think those are really, really huge factors. And you've described a lot of that (laughs) in what you've been able to do. So you shared with me that there was a time where you were in the industry and like you almost quit. Can we talk about that a little bit and then what allowed you to get to where you are today? Yeah. So for many years, again, because I was living in this lack, scarcity, survival mode mindset, and I felt it through the depths of my soul, I would discount. So what that would look like is if I had a quote for somebody, an estimate for their hair extensions, I was already prepared in the back of my mind to discount them. Right. And, you know, a lot of that lack mentality dictated other people's what I allowed other people to get away with right or I don't know if I'm really saying that right but basically it dictated a lot of how I ran my business yeah okay and so with that said it would be discounting it would be lowballing you know my extension prices And what I mean by that is I would give an estimate, but I wouldn't factor the time that it would take to style the hair, to cut the hair, to do the removal. That was included in the estimate. I'm like, okay, that removal for keratin with 175 strands of hair, that actually just took me two hours to remove. And I didn't factor that, hey, guess what? Time is money. And I would not factor that in. Um, And so I remember being in the salon and one day talking to a friend of mine, Rudy, he was like a mentor. Excuse me, my my voice. I'm like battling this freaking cough. But I was talking to him one day and I'm saying, Rudy, you know, I'm bitching and complaining. I, you know, and I, you know, there we are, you know, it was between clients. He didn't have anyone. I didn't have anyone. And I'm like, you know, what the hell? And, you know, and I was as if I was blaming my client for accepting my discounted price. And right. she just turned around to me one day and said, you know what, Anna? She sees you as a discount hairdresser. And I was like, excuse me? Now, this is after I've been in the industry for some time. And I was like, what? Hey, he's like, she sees you as a hair, a discount hairdresser. He's like, you are not that. But that is how you're portraying yourself. Because wow. she's discounting her. Yeah. And I was like, you know, right there, something just like a light bulb, a, you know, I was like, whoa, I'm like something switch. It was like, bing, you know? And at that point I was like, you're right. You're right. And so what I decided to do was have a hard conversation, really 
At that point, I dissected my numbers and I did this for several years because there would be these loopholes. But in regards to that situation, I dissected my numbers and I had the hard conversation with her and said, hey, so-and-so, effective this date, my new pricing is going to be this. And when I did that for myself, it was scary. It was. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. But I felt so good afterwards. And I felt like this weight was lifted off of me. From that point, and even a little bit before that, I just kept on breaking down the time, my numbers, my consultations. How do I get better? I would practice with my cousins. Hey, V, Veronica, V for sure. I'm like, listen, can we just practice? Tell me how I sound. Like, would you buy? Is there anything lacking? Is there anything not making sense? Should I get to the point here? You know, where could I be better? How could I sound better? You know, just to help me close the sale. And so that was ongoing. But really, you know, falling flat on my face with loss of profit because I didn't factor in, let's say, shipping or someone wanted to get their hair done the next day and I was able to fit them in my book, but now I have to do overnight shipping. And I remember one time, clearly, I remember this so clearly. I was like, holy crap, that next day AM shipping is $90. Now, wow. in my mind, I'm like, that's $90 taken out of your profit. So wow. there, just all these things. And I was like, okay, and you got to factor that into your pricing. Yeah. Taxes. You know, with certain companies, taxes could run you 40 bucks, 50 bucks. It all adds up. Do that enough times overnight. The next stage, you do it enough times. It adds up to, it could be hundreds of dollars a year. Yeah. That's like death by a thousand paper cuts, right? Like it's just these little leaks that can really eat up your profit. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. So it just got to a point where I have created a system that I'm like, hey, this works. You are covered. Everyone is different. Everyone is different. So it's a matter of meeting them where they are. But we go over their pricing, their structure, their business structure, their pricing, their marketing. Thanks to you, Jody, I learned so much from your marketing tactics and how you explain and everything to consultations. Yeah. Don't un- underestimate those consultations. And, and I get a lot of things or automated. But remember, we're in a bit, and that's awesome. That's great. I mean, we, we are so lucky to have these systems in place. I just don't want people to just rely on that because I really think that human to human connection and talking and be able, being able to communicate when they are in your chair yes. is crucial because you could get them in your chair if, let's say, they fill out a form, you know, and you let them know what your prices are in advance, right? Yeah. But then when they're in your chair, are you building that connection? There could be add-ons, other add-ons. And so consulting really well. I see this happen where, let's say with extensions, you have someone in your chair, let's say they come in, you consult with them, you book the extension service and the hairstylist doesn't go over what the investment is until they're checking out. And it could be <laughs> like a big, like, whoa. Yeah. Well, and- for anyone, I, I want to just like highlight a couple things that you just said for one, for my listeners. And the first one, I'm taking this back a little bit to what you were saying before, but like if you right now are listening to this and you are in a point in your business that Anna was at before, so like 
For instance, if you are losing profit and leaking in a bunch of different places and you're feeling like, oh, like I've dug myself this hole, I want you to just know that that does not mean that you can't turn it around. There are so many incredible, talented, probably some of the people in our industry that you look up to the most that have hit that almost rock bottom in their career. Because sometimes like, you know, I hope that you're listening and you are taking proactive change. Like I wish that I wish that for everyone. I don't want anyone to ever have to get to that point. But if you are feeling discouraged, if you are feeling, you know, stressed out, not profitable, like our industry is changing and it's not too late to change with it. You are not behind. You know that phrase, like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the second best time is today. So that's the first thing I really wanted to highlight. The second thing that I love that you said was like, even with all the automation in the world, and I love automation, like I teach automation and marketing in, you know, all of the things, but you're right. There's no substitute for that relationship. And I think getting comfortable to be a little bit uncomfortable and do things like learn how to give a proper consultation, all of those things is a highly underrated skill as well. Yep. Absolutely. I remember a time where, you know, I I knew I was successful. I was successful in my business to my standards. And I said to myself, but I was feeling stagnant, stuck and invested. And I think we had a discussion about this, Jody, about like big investments in our life. But then the payback was tenfold. And I made one of, you know, the biggest investments, my first big investment. And it was called Rich Life Hairstylist. And it was a three month course. And they went over extensions. They went over all this other stuff. So just because you're in the business, as long as you are, there is always something to learn. Because I think what happens is when we go in in, behind the chair and, you you know, you get used, you go on autopilot and you just do what you're used to doing. And so to always learn from others in the industry or maybe someone that you look up to in the salon, you know, just learn with an open mind because you literally could increase your sales by 50%. There are all these simple but overlooked tactics and strategies that not only do your guests, your guests will absolutely love because it is all about them. Without them, we don't make money, but it's also, it's also showing up differently and then doing the inner work. So if you could find something that also, you know, teaches the inner stuff, yeah. whether it's for me, woo-woo hairstylist. The reason why I'm called woo-woo is because I love manifestation. Right. I love spirituality. I love aligning my energy and working on all these blocks that we've been conditioned from childhood that affect us into adulthood to break through and work on. Because not only is it going to help you with your business behind the chair as a hairstylist, And making an impact on these people, think about it. You work on how many people a day, right? Some of us, it's it's five. Some of us, it's 10, 11, 12. And when you show up in a different energy and you could serve them the best way they can, and they feel so freaking good after leaving your chair, you're making, that person's going to go to their family, to their friends, to their work, and make an impact on those people. 
And so it is a domino effect. And and to make this world a better place without sounding, well, no, I'm just going to say it. We are so much more powerful as hairstylists than you think. You are so powerful and effective to make a difference in this world, not only in your life and your children's lives, if you have children, but your friends and you're going to be in a better mental state. There's this man, Jody Tolley. Uh, he was the author of The New Earth. Oprah introduced him to the world many years ago. And he's the one that I'll listen to to get my head right at night. If I'm spiraling yeah. with my thoughts, I listen to him and everything is so in check. But one of the things that he says that I'll never forget is a lot of mental suffering is people having thoughts about the past or the future. Yeah. So if you're if you're spiraling, if you're feeling anxious, most likely you're having a thought about the future or the past. Yeah. And that absolutely. blew my mind because I'm like, holy crap, it is so true. Yeah. Sometimes we're freaking out. And sometimes you just have to say, okay, I am feeling a certain type of way right now. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling unsafe. I'm feeling all these things. But here I am looking at you, Jody. It's 12.06 p.m. I'm looking out the window. It's sunny. It's beautiful out. I'm sitting on my couch. I have my cat, you know, in right here. My reality in this very moment is that we are okay. Yeah. And so that was like a real awakening for me. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I think you're right. It's like a lot of it is assumptions or you know, anticipation of the unknown. And and I love that advice to just stay in the present and and try to look around at what's your reality. And then I think too, like I've talked about this a little bit before, but I feel like we spend so much time focusing on the things that are out of our control where it's like we weren't meant to carry everything. And if there's something you can do to positively impact the world or someone around you, do it. But you're not meant to hold and carry all of the heaviness in the world, right? So I think that's like a really important thing. And I'm overly empathetic, my friends and family would say probably, which is something that, you know, I think that having that realization that like, you know, if I can help, if I can contribute to positive change, I will do that. But also realizing that there is a lot of things that we just need to release sometimes in order to be able to move forward and be our most effective and happiest selves. So I love, I love this conversation. Before we wrap up, where can my listeners go to find out more about you and to learn more about extensions and growing their businesses with them? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at woo-woo hairstylist, W-O-O-W-O-O hairstylist. And as well as my website, which is www.com woohoohairstylist.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me, Anna. This was amazing. And and yeah, I can't wait to have you back. <laughs> Thanks, you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. 
If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at hairstylistrising or at it's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.